All so, right. All right. I'm drinking a, a strawberry wheat beer. Oh, that sounds delightful. It is. Uh, it's made by a local brewing company. Strawberry. Strawberry. Do you like a wheat beer? Yes, I like a wheat beer. I, I'm not much of a... I, I like my beers on the lighter, fluffier side. Mm-hmm. Um, my my father, who is... who He's a home brewer, like, in the real sense. In the real like, sense, okay. Has, yeah, he has like advanced chemistry sets and he makes his own makes his own beers i actually uh for christmas i made him some custom labels for his apple cider that Mm -hmm. he because he's growing his own apple trees and very carefully bagging each individual apple and it's great i love my dad (laughs) he's such a a weird guy i love him uh but yeah he he is big into the chewy oatmeal like dark rich stouts and i have never had the taste for any of that i i when i drink beer which isn't often mm-hmm. it's a very it's a happy little it's a happy little number it's a blonde <laughs> it's a dizzy blonde <laughs> yeah the um so i i usually buy a six pack on payday and then i drink it over the course of two weeks which or or longer which kind of tells you how infrequently i have a beer yeah uh Sometimes that six pack lasts a month, maybe two. I don't know. I don't drink it all the time. But um, then I so I had bought myself a six pack and then we uh, went away for a minis weekend. And then I always it is custom to bring the host an alcohol, typically beer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I brought I bought another six pack of the same kind of beer because it was really good. And I took it up there and then I had more and then I hosted a party and my friends are all beer drinkers. So I bought a case of beer and then most of that came home with me. And then a friend of mine gave me a bunch of beer for my birthday. So I have a fridge full of beer. So I've been drinking (laughs) more frequently than I usually do, which is still like, oh, I have a, I have had a beer with dinner two nights this week instead of one. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, the luxury. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. That's been, it's been a nice treat. Uh, but I like, I both like a dark, sweet beer. Like I would like an Imperial Porter to just knock me on my ass. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like a good milk stout, like an oatmeal. I have stout. never had a milk stout. A coffee stout. Milk stout is a very beery beer. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like, a beery beer. Yeah, well, you know, like some like a. I, I was drinking my fake craft beer, which is the Blue Moon Mango Seasonal, which tastes like biting into a mango that's also fizzy. Um, yes, yeah, very good. It's very fruity. Um, and then you have like uh, the strawberry wheat, which is mostly strawberry flavored with a little bit of beer. And then you have like like a lager, which tastes like the platonic ideal of a beer. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Some, some beers are very beer and some beers aren't. Yeah. Yeah. A milk stout is more on the, the beer end. And less on the weird flavor. You know, I take it back with the stout. I I once had, I had a stout once that was extremely good. Uh And I've not been able to find it since. So I don't know if it was a hyper local micro, but I had it at an an Alamo. Mm -hmm. That one of those movie and dinner, the Alamo draft house. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we we have them. I don't, I never saw an Alamo until I moved like farther east than the pacific coast so i'm not sure if it's an everywhere thing um but they had a stout on their menu called sweet baby jesus oh that's and a was... maryland that's a maryland brew that's a oh is it maryland I think... it's... yes it's by duclaw the chocolate peanut butter cup yep stouter mm-hmm. yes stouter. <laughs> stouter. Yeah. it was extremely good and yeah. i remembered it because of the name <laughs> and when i was like reading it it's like it'll make you shout sweet baby jesus 
<laughs> that is, in fact, a hyper-local beer. It is made by Duclaw, and they are out of Baltimore. I'm going to have to in see fact, if I can get a hold of it at one of our fancy liquor stores. Duclaw, uh, like, one of their, like, brewery restaurants in BWI. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone yeah. ever finds themselves in BWI... You got to go to the I mean, claw and just get a sweet baby Jesus. I can I can get you a sweet baby Jesus because they sell it at the grocery store that I can walk to. I don't think you can just mail me beer. Um, I probably can't just mail you beer. But at some point, I'm going to get you to a convention that I'm also at for some sort of live BXP appearance. <laughs> and I can bring you some sweet baby Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Promise. Gotta have that. Gotta have that weird ass peanut butter beer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to beer experience. Welcome to beer experience. <laughs> uh, we are a fermented podcast with a deeper look at the play experience <laughs> and the finer details of running and drinking games. <laughs> we are queer women speaking with authority about games and sometimes beer. Sometimes beer. I don't really think I can speak with authority about beer. I can't speak with really authority. <laughs> yeah, whatever uh sober or not we're gonna swear die mad about it uh i'm monica enjoyer of dark sweet beers i'm ray i like ditzy blonde beers <laughs> and sweet baby jesus sweet baby jesus <laughs> <laughs> so today's gonna be a little bit more of an informal episode than we usually do uh we are going to give you an introduction to our next series um, so this is going to be an intro to our character studies series. Um, and so please enjoy the next meandering 35 or so minutes of Ray and I discussing uh, our characters and making characters and like all the stuff that one has to deal with character. And then we're going to go into more detail on the topics we've touched on in this episode uh, right. and the next couple in the series. Um, foremost on my mind, honestly, and this is this is very self-serving um, because I've been doing some uh work on my in in my novelist persona because I, I wear many hats and one of my hats is the writer hat one of the uh, one of the projects i've been noodling about with involves role playing as a means to like kind of um explore areas of personal growth that you would be uncomfortable with facing personally if that makes sense yeah that makes like sense. using using role playing to sort out your own shit right um and I know that is is some pretty heavy shit compared to like where do you put the dots on your character sheet? But I, I think that when you build a character to play out in a game, there's an opportunity there to try something new in a sense of like, you know, something that you personally are interested in but haven't really put yourself in the shoes of. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does, because I think it's also a good time to try to put yourself outside of your... Oh, shit. <laughs> I picked over a tin of tea. Um, oh, no! Yeah, uh, not loose leaf tea. I'll get it later. Um, I think it's a good time to expand your horizons, uh, to put yourself in someone else's shoes, uh, whether that's playing someone of a different gender or different race or putting yourself in the mindset of being something totally alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or thinking about being someone with a different background than you. Uh, and I think if you do that with re research and respect, it helps you grow as a person. It could also be a way for you to face th things that are definitely already a part of you that 
maybe you don't have the the resources or maybe the comfort level to deal with um at face value mm-hmm. like if you understand that i don't know maybe you've got maybe you've got issues with just like toxic family members but you aren't ready to deal with it like in your own life it's really easy to project that stuff onto a character that doesn't that isn't real that you have some control over how they act and what happens and you can work through these scenarios on your own which sounds really heavy for i'm just playing a tiefling sorcerer but that you know if you've if you're like i'm dealing with latent anger at my father maybe you're tiefling has a shitty demon dad and that's part of your character hook and you like work through that stuff or you get to have the joy of you know playing someone who gets to be openly angry at this person that you don't feel like you can be angry at in real life yeah it can also be cathartic to to frame an antagonist as sort of a metaphor for like yeah a shitty parent or whatever uh who you cannot beat the shit out of in real life you know yeah yeah, <laughs> maybe that's not the most healthy way to deal with that, but like that can be very cathartic. Well, that can also that can that can expand it beyond the personal stakes into right. the you know the the broader. I'm frustrated about my country's political climate. All right, cool. I want to play a Star Wars game where we just beat the shit out of a bunch of clone troopers yeah. because that's a pretty good stand-in for for a. A, nas- a nascent fascist nation <laughs> so that's great you work it out yeah i mean oh hi dog what's up <laughs> time to play the dog drums <laughs> hey i'm sorry continue <laughs> i think there's value in having you know the catharsis of just straight up bad guys who you can punch yep I yeah. think that gets a little bit more into like running a game and storytelling than it does with character, but I get where you were going. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that that's also on my mind. Cause I saw a bunch of people getting shitty mad about people don't play role-playing games right now that there's all these actual plays that are character driven and story based. And it, sh- it should be about min maxing your guy and getting loot. Excuse and- me? Yeah, I apparently there are people out there that are mad that people are experiencing emotional growth through role playing. <laughs> so I feel like maybe you know address it a little bit. I've always used role playing as emotional growth, right? It's... Or working through shit, or stereotypes, or uh, oh my door is open, so I can't be as candid as I want. Hang on, I'll be right back. All right, hang on, close the door. Go do it, Henry. Get all your noises out now. My dog came in for an ass scratching and then he just left. (laughs) I think everybody, when you make a character, I think everybody brings a little tiny piece of themselves to that character regardless. Yes. Like I think no matter what kind of character you make, there is some fragment of yourself, good or bad, in there. Yes. Uh, Many, many, many years ago... um, I was in a rogue trader game that was going on for, it had gone on for a while. Um, and uh, you, by the rule, per the rules, you can only have one rogue trader in a rogue trader game. Are you even vaguely familiar with the concept of this game? Nope. Okay. It's a 40k <laughs> game first off, but it is uh, the one that I think is the best. Um, okay. And it is, uh, rogue traders are basically like 
the East India Company of the Imperium. So like their job is to go make money and be space capitalists. <laughs> Except in the in the 40k universe, that's actually like the least worst option. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're sure. like allowed to hang out with like rogue magic users and tr- trade with aliens and uh you know go colonize space for the emperor and do all these things that would be heresy otherwise because you have this basically carte blanche thing from from the imperium that says go go do all these things that we would normally frown upon if it makes us money basically (laughs) so while the premise is like i mean you have to understand that you know the 40k universe isn't exactly a super moral place to begin with (laughs) so yeah it's sort of a gray and darker gray morality right yeah so so bearing that in mind uh you know go this is the one part where you get to go be friends with people and it's still (laughs) not that great so like you have a bit of uh, a bit of scum and villainy and i think that's fun like that that scum and villainy concept yeah um so so you know you get to fly around in this big baroque spaceship and you know, wear these big overwrought clothes with skulls and prayer strips on them and be friends with aliens and <laughs> trade in filthy lucre and, you know, uh, do all this <clears throat> do all this wild, wacky, badass space adventures in space sort of thing. And I think it's the 40k game most inclined towards explore space, see what's out there, trade with these weird things, get yourself in danger, dig a hole, try to get out of it shit that's heresy like it's <laughs> oops i did a heresy oops, oops i did a heresy oops this has been heretical this whole oops, time oops all heresy oops all heresy <laughs> uh and only one pc per the rules can be the rogue trader who is like the party person in charge um but i was in this game and we decided that uh since the council has made a dumbass decision we've elected to ignore it uh uh-huh. And uh, there were two, and we were, uh, <clears throat> my character was a con woman named Brie, spelled like the cheese. Uh, her okay. whole name was a cheese joke. You could have just gone with, like, Brie Larson. They had to no. be cheese? No, 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 because the whole name was a cheese joke. Um, ah, all right. <laughs> I had, like, <laughs> I was a con woman, so I had this really long, overwrought uh, name that was just four different types of cheese, the first name being Brie. Um <laughs> It's probably not even her real name. <laughs> uh, who basically seduced her partner, whose name I am now totally blanking on, uh, at a uh, slipped into this party, seduced this noble woman who is actually the heir to a rogue trader writ, uh, oh. and then was like, "We're both in charge now." <laughs> and so I just played this terrible, cowardly uh, criminal. <laughs> <laughs> who was masquerading as being this like ship captain and person who is totally noble and intended to be here and <laughs> uh and there was a point where I was like I don't really know what part of my brain that crawled out of <laughs> uh, yeah which, and then, which part of you was this character <laughs> and then I I was at a work event that was like uh, I went to a friend, it was like a thing where they were all these charities and you could go and make donations and whatnot, but they had free pretzels and so oh. I went with my friend and uh, afterwards <laughs> they were like, so what did you donate to? And I was like, I didn't, I was here for the free pretzels. And I was like, ah, there she is. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> I was just here for the Brie Pretzels. <laughs> oh, <no>, yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you do you have any? Like, I could also tell you stories about things that are not about the funny bad parts of me. <laughs> I yeah. I I was trying to think of the funny bad the funny parts, but the the first thing that came to mind when we we're talking about oh yeah you all your characters have like some part of you for good or for mm-hmm. ill uh i immediately thought of jade river who i had come up with as just a cool what if alternate universe character who was the daughter of one of my previous characters and someone else's character but her family had been broken and her her mother was dead and she was under this extreme pressure to be exactly like her father. And I remember at one point when I realized that I had um, accidentally recreated my own family <laughs> for this poor character <laughs> because my, oh. my, because my parents had just divorced and my father was a lot like this character's mother and my mother is a lot like this character's father. (laughs) (laughs) I had completely like recreated this dynamic without even realizing it until I think pretty soon, pretty close to the end of, of the campaign when I was like, Oh shit, I need therapy or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've done that too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the moment we go, oh no, this means I need therapy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. I, I mean, the time that I did something like that and I went, oh, oh, this is my family, <laughs> uh, was very exaggerated. Like, it was, it wasn't like, it, uh, you know, my, father has never actually killed anyone <laughs> you know uh it was for a dnd game so it was it was pretty exaggerated and framed in a in a you know fantasy setting context so like you know i'm not an alcoholic uh, or an insomniac <laughs> which were two traits that my character had but uh, here i was playing this this uh warlord who had like left her family uh, who's after her you know evil paladin father was trying to impose religious expectations on her and like was going to become a paladin of bane and uh fled that temple and like you know uh i'm like oh (laughs) this is you talking about your dealing with being catholic etc oh boy (laughs) Way to, way to go, Monica. Uh, you know, to to leave to go to this these like free cities to become a mercenary and you know run my own military unit with blackjack and hookers and only to uh, only to encounter her dad later, who would ultimately rout her army and kill her lover. My father has never killed any of my significant others, fortunately. That's good. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be a really big problem uh if that was the case uh you know and like my dad wasn't the parent i had a lot of problems with either yeah yeah uh you know um, oldest of three kids has a fraught relationship with the middle sibling and a good relationship with the youngest what monica stop <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the like you said with Jade River, that character was very much 
sort of an encapsulation of where I was at like 25. Yeah. 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 And you just have this moment of like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just made my life in a weird fantasy diorama shoebox. Right. Yeah. I just, I just did this and I made it more interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I made it with like, I made my life, but with Kung Fu. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With supernatural powers. Forbidden gods. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that way. in in sort of true to life fashion, that character then kind of made their own family with the people that she was surrounded by. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Found family's a big thing. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially when it comes down to role playing and role playing, because a lot of the time you're not role playing a party of everyone related to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're playing with your friends and yeah, it's it. Yeah. And I f- also find that a lot of the people I end up playing with, they all have pretty intense family backgrounds too, to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's that's almost just the circle like, I run in or I, I don't know. It's almost like most families suck. It's almost like millennials are going <laughs> through some sort of, I don't know, familial identity crisis or I don't know. Yeah. I, s- I don't know. I'll, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk about know, it in the break room? Yeah, let's talk about it in the break room. I need some, I'm going to take this beer with me. I need some tea with honey. I feel my voice okay. starting to, starting to crack. Right. Okay. Oh, VXP and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Did you see I put the copy at the very top of the outline? You, what? very top of the outline now it's mid-episode break copy so we don't have to keep copying and pasting you just go oh. to the very top look at oh. that i'm helping cool i was reading off the stuff we had prepped from our our previous episode but oh. that's helpful yeah yeah no problem yeah uh, no. become a bxp patron <sighs> become a bxp patron <laughs> even three dollars a month gets you access to our outline a mini episode of phone a mini episode? Too many episodes of too, bonus content. Too everybody. many too many episodes of bonus content. God, and Monica, an get your play. shit together. And, and an actual, actual play. play. Which, uh, by the time you're listening to this, will already be out, but we yes. recorded it last night. Yes. Very excited for where this is yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I am. Like, I keep thinking about it. Like, oh, yeah? a little bit that we got of character interaction with um, with my character and Raylia's. Raylia's? Yeah. Yeah, All right, I'll edit it in so I sound more confident when I say her name. Okay. The interaction I got between like my character and Raylia's, I already have just this e- extremely vibrant picture of how my character feels about her and why. And it's I'm very excited about where this is going. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such an RPG romantic at heart <laughs> that I'm already like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, it's very exciting. <laughs> our actual play is super good. You should donate to our Patreon so you can have it. It is currently an actual play of Lady Blackbird, and we have a second game queued up after it. Uh, mini, mini bonus content goes up twice a month. Um, and if you'd rather support BXP without committing your monthly payments, don't worry. You can still buy a coffee. That is ko-fi.com slash bxpcast. And buy our stuff, including products made by our guests. Uh, you can also check out our merch page with t-shirts, including the... Why did I make an air, Why did I make an air horn noise? How is that? <laughs> Coffee.com bonus. Hang on. Did I get it in wrong? What? Uh, did you? Let me see. No. No. No? I, no. Hang on. Wait. Have we been getting coffee still? Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. My page. I think everybody who 
bought us coffee, became patrons. Good for to be honest. Them. Yeah. Um, anyway, you can get you can get our merch, which is the cool sparkling water logo T-shirts and all that other stuff. T-shirts. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit it. Hang on. <laughs> Beep. Kofi.com slash bonus exp. Beep. All right, now you can. <laughs> T-shirts, mugs, phone cases, notebooks, and more. Treat yourself to something cool and support us while doing it. BXPcast.com slash BXP swag. Yeah, Yay. get that swag. Get that swag. Also, when you were like, pause, I froze in place. Like we can see each other. <laughs> uh, freeze, freeze frame. Uh, if you like BXP, you'll love this misdirected Mark show. Bone, Stone, and Obsidian. Wayne and Robert take deeply dives into the Dark Sun setting and discuss it across all editions of D&D. You want to take another take on that one? <laughs> probably my favorite. You did D&D say setting. deeply dives. So that's cool with my endorsement. And now back to our show. Did I mute myself? Listen to me. You still there? Hello? Did I hang up? No. Oh, God. Did I get disconnected? Hello? Ah, oh, it's showing me it's talking, but you can't hear me. Hmm. That's not good. I accidentally muted my goddamn speakers. Hello. Hi. I recommend that you take another take on the Bonestone and Obsidian because you said that they take deeply dives. Deep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Bonestone and Obsidian. Wayne and Robert take monthly deep dives into the Dark Sun setting and discuss it across all editions of D&D. What's the Dark Sun setting, though? It's the the desert one where magic is all fucked and like sucks the life out of things and there aren't gods, there are sorcerer kings, uh, and like because it's a weird magic. So it's like desert. sword and sorcery, like Conan the Barbarian style. Yes. Ooh. And there's there are psychics, uh, because magic's so fucked up, and um, because. I'm going to mute my mic while I respect this email response. Okay. Do something. Talk about your character. I don't know. Top, bring up the next Bring up the next thing. Me? Hello. It's- yeah, I, gotta resp- I, I can't type and speak at the same time. It's me, Ray. And I'm here to type some things. And here we go. <laughs> Talking about character. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about family and things like that. We were, we were getting talk- deep. Maybe we should get less deep and talk about, Maybe we, you know, like... Hey, weren't we... What? What? Weren't we talking about having to redo characters and that one time you had to redo a bunch of characters? Redo characters story? and character morality. Um, well, I mean, we were, we were just talking about how to use characters to face, you know, aspects of yourself or your life or your setting that, you know, you want to work through and, you know, use the psychological role play, I guess. But um, what about if you're trying to embody something that is absolutely not you? If you're trying to play a character that is nothing like you in the first place, if you're trying to play a character that's, say, a completely different morality or alignment, how does that work for you? How do you handle that? Are you asking me? I'm just bringing it up. Okay. Um, I mean, I actually don't usually swap characters. Uh, in fact, like, I... Uh was low-key annoyed by the one uh, option in Blades where you, like, can switch your character out. Because usually what I'm looking for in a game is to develop a character the whole way through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Though, like, as far as someone wanting to switch out, like, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Though I find that that after a certain point in a campaign, like, it becomes more of a problem than a help. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because there's like there's a certain point in the progression of a long campaign where you're like, well, then I have to rewrite the whole story because the plot I had for that particular character yeah, would no longer be about. tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I think I think there is uh a reasonable uh I think there's a reasonable statute statute on when you can say no as a GM, but I think right. that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah, that gets tricky for me too. We I think that's something I think that's something we should actually absolutely cover when we get to that episode because it's it's come up, honestly. I've mm-hmm. I think both of us have had a had a time when either we wanted to change our character, but it was kind of late in the game. Or we were running a game and someone was having character issues where they needed to change their character. Um, and that's such a tricky thing to deal with. Um, I do know, like I, like I said before, it was off camera though. Um, off the, camera. the one time, the one time I had like this chronic recurring issue of this character is not doing it for me. I need to change my character. I want a new character now. It ended up being that it, it wasn't that I wasn't making the right characters it was that my the game I was playing in wasn't very good, that the GM the GM was not particularly good, and I mm-hmm. try to be really charitable when it comes to game mastering because it's hard, man. It sucks. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't suck, but it can be really difficult. But th- this person was not a good GM. Like the 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 uh, kind of the pinnacle of everything I I rail against when we do these episodes. But I was determined to stay in this game, and I hadn't yet identified. Oh, it's because the GM's a dick. <laughs> So I just kept thinking, I'll just make another character and then I'll have fun. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes the problem isn't you. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes the problem isn't you. Uh, So um, the one time I swapped a character out, like I was actually the beginning of our Godbound game. And like everybody was playing these delightfully weird characters. And like I was trying to play kind of a straight man and also like party healer. And it just... It just wasn't funny. Like yeah. I didn't if you want if you want to be sort of the party straight man, you have to have someone troll you the whole time. Yeah, you have to have someone trying to test you. <laughs> right. You really have to have a part uh your your funny guy to be your comedy duo. Like that's that's what makes that funny. Um and like I didn't really have someone to play off of. So like being the the normal stoic badass in this group of weirdos, uh just wasn't fun. Like, yeah, it didn't it didn't click. Uh, I didn't really have a niche either as a character or mechanically. Um, and I just was like, Henry, I'm just I'm just not enjoying this. Can I redo it? And that was like two sessions in. That's not so bad. So, uh, two sessions is yeah, not no. at all. Yeah, a problem. Uh, it may have been a little longer than that, but it was really early in the game. It was not so long that I had like I had established allies. I had built up resources i had a whole plot line i was following you know i hadn't done anything and then i made my own weirdo uh who was much better (laughs) and still sort of the party straight man but but still weird enough to fit in yeah (laughs) i i think that's i think that's a completely valid reason to redo a guy if it just doesn't for some reason it's not meshing with the party or not meshing with the theme of the game that's a completely valid reason to go in and redo it and i bet the the gm would be thankful for it too because they they want to make sure everybody's having a good time and grooving with the game yeah i mean and also like a player who is enjoying um <laughs> a player who is enjoying themselves uh is tuned into your game yes they're not 
they're not tuned out. Uh, so I guess to, to wrap up this discussion, uh, oh, you know, let me go back to the changing character. I mean, changing the character's narrative. Oh, like, uh, so like, let's say you're playing, I'm playing, you know, a, a tiefling warlock named Schadenfreude. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And like, I, I, you know, I have this particular plot line about, you know, our evil parents or whatever, my revenge plot against my demon dad. And like, we're, our whole group is invested in this plot line of Schadenfreude getting revenge against their father. And then, uh, you know, while we're all invested in that, I'm like, I don't want to play a tiefling warlock anymore. And then I decide to play an elf druid instead. Uh. Like, I think that's, I think there's some fairness there to be like, well, no, can we finish the story arc or whatever? Yeah. See, that's where it gets uh, tricky for me. Cause right, I'm like, man, I want you to have fun. If you're not having fun with this character, then I don't think you should play that character. But also you're, you're horning in on everybody else's fun at that point because everybody else has been playing with your character and is invested in your character and the storyline revolves around your character so it gets tricky like a a good gm will be switching the spotlight and so that maybe that's your story arc and it's also uh a little shitty to screw out on your gm who's worked hard for that yeah yeah it is uh it's a there's don't put your gm in that situation Honestly, okay. Find a way to make your character work. But back to your point, right? But 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 I think it's fine if you're like, okay, I'm playing this tiefling warlock named Schadenfreude. But you're like, I don't like playing a warlock. I think I'll play a bard instead. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't matter. That's not changing anything. No, that that actually that would. I'm all my GM senses are tingling. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll come up with a storyline that helps you uh, clear out your pact with your with the uh the entity that you that made you a warlock um i'll right. find a bard mentor for you or find you know some way to get you like your magical talent and and yeah like like i'm already excited about that as opposed to you just come to me going i'm right. gonna ditch my character and play an elf bard it's like well, uh, uh. <laughs> no right. uh, i i think i think there's nothing wrong with changing a character's stats yeah class. yeah whatever things that aren't necessarily core to the character's narrative Mm -hmm. um i read a really good twitter thread about how like part of the problem with playing DD is things that or or, or other games where like the narrative is centered around being this one character and how that like being and occupying this one character and being kind of focused on that one character's growth makes things like character death problematic yeah yeah uh because you know once you're you followed that character's path for so long and they die well then that's disruptive yeah yeah Yeah, i've never been i've never been a fan of that sudden disruptive character death we can do a whole i could do a whole character series episode just on how much i think character death sucks uh maybe we should do an episode on character death (laughs) is a mechanic that should die with things like traditional initiative Mm -hmm. um yeah that's my <laughs> hot take. Uh, anyway, I think that's a topic for another time. So, uh, in closing, I want to ask you: uh, when you make a character, do you have the concept first, or do you have like a thing I want to do first? Uh, or does it depend? It it depends. Honestly, I I'll go either way. Um, there's there's characters that I will come up with 
all come up with their their look and their idea first and then wrap the stats around that idea or or i'll come up with ooh, what if i made a character that was what you know what if i made a multi-class warlock fighter and then i make the character around that idea or um more most famously um with jade cricket i randomly generated her name and then i was like oh let's make a character to fit this name (laughs) and that's how i made (laughs) that character it's a little uh it's a little everything honestly (laughs) okay yeah i mean my first ever stars without number character i didn't know what i wanted to play so i just put points into shit and then decided who that character was as we (laughs) played yeah so i had like i played an expert which gives you the most skill points and the first edition of stars without number didn't limit where you could put them so i had like a scientist who was also really good at sniper rifles oh uh yeah and i was like who is this person i don't know but they're intriguing Right. So uh, like I had a whole bunch. I just was like, what do I like to do as being a marksman's pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big old science geek. Cool science. Uh, I had a couple other I had a whole bunch of random skills, but like my two. Oh, like I think a demolitions. So like clearly a chemist. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, And so then I like made a story about being like a a PhD person with a PhD who like to pay for it, joined like the corporate military because it's a you know a space setting yeah um and then like was part of some chemical bioengineering thing and her shit shit ass husband attempted to do something that was like war crimey illegal and then pin it on her and so she faked her own death and created a new identity and then became one of these like shadow runny scum and villainy characters that was <laughs> on this mercenary ship and like super interesting background totally created because i you just put points wherever that's put points wherever super intriguing though that's such an interesting way to like you just put like you just basically throw spaghetti at the wall and then look for the shapes that it makes i I I like that i don't recommend it (laughs) i think that that would make a great i think that would make a great um character generation contest as opposed to who can make the better character sheet with dots and numbers or whatever we provide the numbers <laughs> we provide the dots and the numbers and go okay tell us who this person is <laughs> and the yeah. best character background wins the contest yeah yeah that would be fun um and sometimes i like know who the character is and what i want them to do from date from conception you know right mm, yeah sorry mm. sometimes i'm yeah. like i want to play a zealous holy demon hunter who is a zenith cast and then i just build from there yeah 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 and sometimes you just sort of put you just fill in the bubbles and go hmm. who is this person who who are you who are you yeah i i think cat who is the name of that sniper scientist needs to be on the war stories list because i did some ridiculous shit in that game <laughs> yeah we gotta put another war stories episode well, we in the, do in the I, tank. I realized I have a whole bunch of like ridiculous things I've done in game that we haven't talked about and that I know you I don't know about because you weren't in any of those games. So I need to start playing in games some more. I've just been running nonstop. Maybe I, I can mean, find some like games online. Hurry up. I mean, like if you lived near me, you would not have that problem, but you don't. So I don't. You're right. Don't live near you. 
<laughs> Monica. Yeah. Where can people find more of our shit? Oh, I guess they can go check out our website, thexpcast.com. That would be a good place to start. Yeah. That would be a good place to start. Uh, so it turns out um, <laughs> when we migrated over to MMP, um, all our archived episodes up to episode 18, the links are dead. So we're going to have to fix that. Uh, uh, yeah. I just channeled Margaret. <laughs> her, her spirit escaped <laughs> in a low, a low growl. <laughs> we received an email from a concerned listener who was afraid that we were shutting down our show. No. Uh, no and i was like oh no that was a server issue please and then i had to go click through all of them to figure out where it picked up it's episode 18 so if you're going through the archive you can go to bxpcast.com and start with episode 18 they're not sequential the only thing you'll be missing is maybe the margaret joke (laughs) (laughs) we'll get it fixed also where's we'll get it where's our twitter you can find us at bonus expcast but what at Where? bonus exp cast on twitter you just said twitter yes okay also email us <laughs> my dog is barking and i'm very tired <laughs> where at, email us why me. don't you <laughs> email us why don't you bonus exp cast at gmail.com excellent excellent all right you sound like you need to go to bed <laughs> i'm still a little bit sick oh <gasps> And I hear my dog barking, and I gotta go kill him. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I gotta go kill my dog. Okay. I'm gonna finish this beer and get in the shower. So I'm gonna go get naked. I'll see you later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna go get naked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have fun. And don't forget to change it if you want to. Yeah. Don't forget. Change it if you want to. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our logo and art are by Nino Studios. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. While listening to this uncommon podcast, any critical hit against you becomes a normal hit. We'll see you next time.